You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride interview series. I am Steven Serta. Happy to be joined today by... A familiar face and voice if you listen to Show and BK on the Chiefs every single Friday here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. You're probably well aware of Ron the Show Hughley, but what you might not know is that Ron the Show Hughley is also host of The Drive with Sterner and Hughley on Sports Radio 610 in Houston. Not to be confused with 610 Sports Radio here in Kansas City, who both of us used to work for. He works at 610 Radio in Houston now, so let me welcome in. Ron the Show Hughley. You can follow him on Twitter at Real Ron the Show. Ronald, how are we doing today? Good. And to let you know, I have uh, screwed that up multiple times when I first started here. Uh, just rolled in 610 Sports Radio instead of Sports <laughs> Radio 610. <laughs> I got corrected many a times by colleagues here. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, the, the two teams that I cover collide coming up on Sunday here in Houston. So... I knew all week long I was going to hit you up to talk about this Houston Texans team because, you know, our, our listeners here on Arrowhead Pride, they hear you talk about the Chiefs regularly. But, you know, kind of in the background, we we crack jokes kind of on the Houston Texans and ask you how it's going covering that team because, you know, we've been through some rough squads here in Kansas City and it's not always uh, a ton of fun to cover a team that's one eleven and one on the season. But you do go to virtually every Houston Texans home game. You followed them all season long. So I think you're uniquely qualified uh, to talk about this Houston Texans team in a way that uh, a lot of people around the country probably aren't because it's hard to follow a team uh, with this kind of record all the time. So for our listeners here at Arrowhead Pride, if you had to tell them one thing they need to know about this Houston Texans team this season and that they should know ahead of their matchup against Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, what would that be? Um, they are a disappointment. <laughs> they are, and, 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 and mind you, like, I believed this team was going to be drafting in the top five and they're a, they're a huge disappointment. Um, uh, they are, they're just, they're just not a good football team. And, and in week 14, they still have, uh, personnel issues in terms of, of people not knowing what they're supposed to be doing. And I mean, on the most important plays of the game, we're in week 14 
and we have multiple people going the wrong way uh, uh, on the most important play of the game. That just kind of sums it up with this team. And the injury thing is something to watch for, sort of, which uh, I know we'll talk about the Texans. I mean, like you think about it. Anybody plays fantasy. You think about anybody that you would potentially even touch with (laughs) fantasy, they are either definitely not going to play or we're really keeping our eyes open for it. I got literally, if you think of like, just start naming the best players you can think of for the Houston Texans. Brandon Cooks hasn't played in two weeks with a calf injury. (laughs) I think Brandon Cooks is pulling a, I'm hurt and I'm not going to play because I don't want to play for this team anymore because he's completely checked out. Uh, Laramie Tunnel is the only player that is worth a damn that you think is any good that will play. Damian Pierce, he's going to be out, and he's been their best weapon uh, all season. He had a high ankle sprain. He probably will miss at least the next three weeks, probably the rest of the season. Nico Collins has been injured. Derek Stingley Jr., their, their top th- their number out. three pick, he hasn't played in a month. I mean, this is I mean, the Texans I, are bad, and then their best players aren't playing. So I, I want to get into all the injuries that you just rattled off because there is a lot there, and yeah, it, it is for Chiefs fans who probably aren't exactly following the Houston Texans very closely this season. Like I try to follow every NFL team, and even me, I only have like a handful of Houston Texans off the top of my head. And almost all of them are injured right now. But I, I want to get into that here in a second. But I got to ask you what Houston was doing last week against the Dallas Cowboys. They did give the Dallas Cowboys a scare in week 14. And like they, they almost pulled off the biggest upset of the entire NFL season while deploying two quarterbacks. Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll were splitting time last week against the Dallas Cowboys. And now Lovey Smith did confirm that's going to be their approach moving forward the rest of the way this season. So Chiefs fans are going to see a little dual quarterback from this Houston Texans offense on Sunday. Yeah, they had a mixture. And, and, and to be honest, uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I think they clearly, clearly caught the Cowboys off guard. Um, and and what they did, they took their pass rush out of the game. They took uh, Micah Parsons out of the game. And they mixed in Davis Mills, who had his best performance of the year, even the interception he threw was on a Hail Mary uh, in, in which if you go back and watch it is the most hilarious Hail Mary. It's as if all of the Texans players, their goal is to run as far away from the ball as possible. <laughs> go back. Seriously, do go laugh. Go get you want to laugh. Go watch the Hail Mary. There are seven Dallas Cowboys fighting for the interception and there is not a Houston Texan close. Like I don't know where they're going, but anyway, he, it was Davis Mills, his best game, splitting time. They, they put Davis Mills, and then they introduced a little bit of the old Drizzy Cat. That's, uh, that's what they call it, the, uh, the old Jeff Driscoll. That's what they call Jeff Driscoll. Uh, we just developed it yesterday <laughs> uh, in the show, a little Drizzy Cat. Um, either, either the wild Jeff Driscoll Cat, and now we've slid it down to the old Drizzy Cat. Um, but, they, but it's the best their quarterback situation has, has been. Uh, the week before against the Browns, Kyle Allen fumbled a, uh, a, a quarterback sneak for a touchdown. I mean, do you understand how hard that is to do? fumble a quarterback sneak and then fumble it so far that a team picks it up and returns it for a touchdown. And then he threw a screen for a touchdown. I mean, these are, these are two elementary things for quarterbacks that, that you shouldn't do. So they had their best game um, from their quarterback position. They were combined 20 
21 of 27 touchdown pass over 200 yards ran for for 40 yards or so between the two of them their best game but it was the craziest thing is pep hamilton has been a horrible offensive coordinator uh throughout but even in his brightest moment that was his best game in terms of creativity when the game mattered then we saw why everybody should be fired the game mattered first they get they get an interception they're up three first and goal inside of five minutes inside the five Four plays they run, three of them. Rex Burkhead was the primary person to touch the ball on three out of the four plays, and including fourth and goal. They call a timeout before fourth down. They come out three different people, either lined up wrong, blocked wrong, or ran the wrong way. On the most important play of the game, there was enormous confusion on fourth down out of a timeout. And after, it just like after getting an interception inside the 10 yard line. But just just seriously, you call timeout, fourth and goal, three different people don't know the play or don't know their assignment to just ruin the play. And then they gave up a 98 yard drive to to lose the game. But that was just, I mean, it was their best moment in terms of game plan offensively. And they obviously caught them off guard. Um, with the two quarterback system and how they employed the run game. But then when it mattered most, you just saw the major flaws of this coaching staff and the team. So I want to ask you about these pass catchers um, because offensively, like you mentioned Damian Pierce, who looks like he is a really talented rookie running back. Like it looks like they, they hit that draft pick. Like he is going to be a playmaker for them down the line. If they can ever uh, get the situation fixed a little bit in Houston, but Brandon Cooks, probably on the way out, right? I would have to imagine he wanted to get traded at the trade deadline. It did not wind up happening, and he's obviously upset about that. Then he's been banged up and not playing. You mentioned you think he's just, I'm not healthy and I'm not fighting through it. Oh, well, so he's, he's, he's checked. He's checked out. They, yeah. they, uh, they, he was the, the leader of the team. They asked him, you know, what do you see about the culture? He then said, I don't know anything about the culture. You have to ask the GM. So, uh, so, I mean, he's completely checked on out this thing. Well, and, you know, he is still right now their leading wide receiver on the season, but he hasn't exactly, even when he's been healthy, Brandon Cooks hasn't been the kind of playmaker no. that he, he's shown to be in the past. But a second-year wide receiver, Nico Collins, was having a nice year prior to being out last week and missing that game against the Dallas Cowboys, but he's kind of been – the Houston Texans' top wide receiver this season, and also wide receiver Chris Moore, who has been kind of around the league for a few years now, but he's kind of been their go-to guy offensively. He's coming off a 10-catch, 124-yard performance against a very talented Dallas Cowboys defense. Like, I haven't seen the injury report yet this week. I don't know who's going to be available for the Houston Texans as far as the pass catchers go, but it would seem like Nico Collins and Chris Moore are probably the only guys that the Chiefs secondary really need to worry about. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say this. Nico Collins, if he does play, like I said last week, he, he missed. Um, and he's missed several games this year. We'll see if he if he's able to go with the foot issue. Um, but he he's taken a step. They did get uh, Amari Rodgers from the Packers, and he actually got his first action in the last game. And he he showed he showed pretty pretty good play. Caught a, a, a touchdown pass in which he went up and, and made a play caught a couple of other balls around 60 yards. He looks promising. I'm going to tell you this, though, and, and this is this is to me um, what, what they're going to run out. Philip Dorsett 
is a guy they don't really use a lot, but he'll be he'll be out there as well. Um, but their best pass threat is uh, is Jordan Akins and at the tight end spot, and it's not like it. It's not just that he's just their best tight, you know, pass. Didn't Jordan Akins start the year on a different team? Yeah, I mean they let him go, but I but but listen, I'm going to tell you, like no seriously, like Jordan Akins is. He's not just good for the Texans. Like Jordan Akins is a pretty solid tight end, and he he is their biggest mismatch. And he has this ability to run after the catch. Um, like I'm not saying that he is Kelsey. He is in that mode though, right? He is not. He's a guy that that is a more athletic tight end that you split out. And and to me, he is easily their best pass threat. He would be the one that I would watch. Now he wasn't really involved last week um, uh, in their game plan. But to me, if you're to say who is the number one pass threat that they have to worry about, and I'm talking if everybody was fully healthy, Cooks um, and, and, and Nico Collins, number 88, Jordan Akins is is the one. But the Chiefs should be able to handle him, but he is the one. Yeah, and, and Kansas City's defense is coming off of one of its worst performances of the season. So uh, we'll see if they can bounce back there. They've been pretty good against tight ends, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But Jordan Akins be a name to watch out for on Sunday. I want to take a look at the Houston Texans defense before we get out of here. You mentioned Derek Stingley's been out for several weeks. Um, he's shown a lot of promise in, in an up-and-down rookie season, but I, I think that he's still a really talented player who – they can build around in that secondary. And it seems like the Texans have uh, another uh, huge draft pick hit in safety, Jalen Petrie, who looks like he is has potential to be like a legitimate superstar. But uh, outside of those guys on that defense, are there any other guys that we need to pay attention to, any other names that we need to know uh, aside from those two young playmakers? Yeah, uh, I'm glad you brought up uh, Petrie. Um, like, if we go to that side of the ball – and then especially when I use uh, my, my Chiefs hat, covering the Chiefs as well. Um, uh, J- Jalen Petrie had a rough patch there in the middle of the season, but his last three games, Jalen Petrie has been a man and has been a problem and has impacted the game in a, in a major way with picks and especially legal hits across the middle dislodging the ball from multiple receivers. Jalen Petrie, the last two weeks, we do a we do a segment every week, um, a gem of the game, um, and it's not something that I, I love, but the great people at IW Marks Jewelers forces that on us. But we do a gem of the game, and Jalen Petrie has won it for me two weeks in a row. He's been, he's been really good the last two games. Christian Harris, also uh, the linebacker there, he's taken over the last month or so. And he's shown flashes. He's just different than anybody else they have. But when you look at Chiefs struggles, he's old as hell. But but Orlando Brown better come to play because Jerry Hughes has had moments where he has he has he has been really productive uh, on on tackles. There have been games where Jerry Hughes has had multiple sacks and he's gotten around people. Uh, in in this uh, in this game, he gave uh, Armstead problems in Miami. In that game, they played there. I think they they sacked two or six, five or six times in that game. But him uh, up front, when we look at the tackles, which have been an issue in terms of giving up pressure for the Chiefs, the the Texans are sneaky there. Right, they're not going to do a lot of blitzing because of of Lovey. But Jerry Hughes, 
one on one, like that. That's something that I'd watch for with Orlando Brown. And they've had maybe coming into year their best pass rusher who's been on IR, who's been injured, uh, Jonathan Grenard. They potentially expect him to come back. Um, he had eight sacks last year in like 10 games. Uh, he's another young player that could give problems uh, to 077 on the other side as well. So they've got some, they've got some sneaky pass rushers. They're uh, especially veteran ones. Mario Addison is a guy that has, has been able to give pressure at times. And I'm just talking about when you look. These aren't great pass rushers, but when we're honest about the Chiefs. The Chiefs have, have allowed, you know, much, much better pass, or much worse pass rushers than these guys to, to get pressure. So Jerry Hughes is one to keep an eye on. If Jonathan Grenard plays, he's one to keep an eye on uh, with the issues that Orlando Brown and Wiley have had. So. To me, the secondary, Jalen Peach has been really, really good. 48, Christian Harris, linebacker to watch. And then those those ends potentially could could cause some problems. And last thing for me, Ron, it has to do with this Texans run defense, which is the worst run defense in the NFL, to put it nicely. They are bottom of the league. They give up the most rushing yards per game in the league, and they have just gotten absolutely torched on the ground. And – I think that some of last week's game against the Dallas Cowboys kind of had to do with Dallas getting away from the run a little bit, even though early in the game, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard were looking really good on the ground. And then they kind of got carried away with the pass. And we know Andy Reid loves to throw the ball. He loves to not lean on the run game. And it feels like the way you beat the Houston Texans, the way you beat them without any issues, is just by running the football. But I don't know that we're guaranteed to get that Sunday because of Andy Reid and because of Patrick Mahomes. So I'm just curious how you feel about the run defense and if you agree that is just like the Chiefs can come into Houston, get an easy win if they just run the ball and don't try to throw the ball 40 times in the game. You've known me a long time, Steve. Um <laughs> The, the the Chiefs can come in and do whatever the hell it is that they want to do. Um, could they win the game easy by running the football? Sure. Could they win the game easy by throwing the football? Sure. I mean, like the, the, the Texans' run defense is pathetic, and if they put their mind to it, they could rush for 150 yards easy. But they can also come walt, waltz right in here and throw the ball and do it. I mean, Tua threw the ball 38 times in the first half. It was 30 to nothing uh at the half and they were coming out and you know how Miami does it Miami sling ball around and they're hitting the the Texans in the middle of the field because you know Lovey is traditional with the cover two and he has his guys backing up and the middle of the field is just wide open uh all the time and so I mean they played better of late but with what the Chiefs have and what the Texans have like Yes, they could come in here and run the ball easy, but literally the Chiefs can just run their offense however they choose. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest, however they choose, and they should not have problems in this game. I'm telling you, I'm, I've watched every one of these Texans games. Teams that want to come out and run it, run it down their throats and win. Teams that want to come out and pass it, pass it down their throats and win. Like they, I mean, they could. the only way that the Chiefs are going to have problems is if they do what Dallas did. And that's just turn the ball over at will. Like, I mean, fumbling the, the Cowboys fumbled a, a a punt inside the 10. 
the Cowboys threw an interception that inside the inside the ten, and and Dak threw another really bad interception. I mean, they just they just did things to allow them. I think the Chiefs are going to score points and and make Davis Mills probably have to beat them in the air, and that's going to be a problem. I agree I'm, with you. I I agree with you, and that's how I feel. Um, I was just trying to be nice and like give the Texans a, a little bit uh, of like give give them a little bit of leeway here to mo- possibly pull off a massive upset off the strong performance against the Cowboys. Listen, uh, one of the big concerns and things that we've talked about this week for the Texans. Is their uh, their second first round pick, Kenyon Green? Um, to say he has struggled uh, is beyond uh, is kind. Uh, he has he has really fought it. Um, he looks like uh, the only person on the field that is playing in ice skates and on a sheet of ice. Now everybody else is in grass and in cleats, but he alone just looks like around him is just a patch of ice, and he just gets. He just gets destroyed, and he's he's facing potentially the best defensive tackle he's faced all year, and I mean he has get he has getting beat down, like they're subbing. He gets subbed multiple times a game for series just to to let him clear his head. So that's a that's a they hope that he works out. He was the number fifteen pick in the draft for them, but he has really struggled. And Chris Jones, who this is for the Texans for Texans fans, this could be a scary game if Chris Jones gets locked up with Kenyon Green for many stretches of the game. Yeah, we we don't need to blow smoke. The Kansas City Chiefs should get this win against the Houston Texans on Sunday as long as they just show up and take care of business. And hopefully it'll be the dominating win we thought we were going to get against the Denver Broncos and uh, not yep. one filled with a bunch of red flags. But Chad Henney should play. <laughs> yes, I hope we see Chad Henney on Sunday. But he's Ron Show Hughley. You can follow him on Twitter at Real Ron the Show. You can also hear him later this week on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network with Show and BK. Ronald, we'll talk to you later this week as we continue our preparation for Sunday's matchup against the Houston Texans. All right, Stephen. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything, and now everything is data which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.